In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Girlfriend, here is your show. Girlfriended, your chance to connect with other women, especially the woman that is most overlooked, yourself. Girlfriended is all about helping you become self-aware, not self-involved. The aim is to provide information that relates to life, which leads to real connections and results in a desire to connect or care for those in need. The Girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Patty's mother was murdered, and Lisa lost her mother to cancer. This forged a bond between them that nothing could shake. And now the women want to help you in more ways than you can count every day. From the website, GirlfriendIt.com, and the movement, GirlfriendIt, here are Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan on Toginet.com. Okay, is there a secret formula for effective leadership? And if so, do you know it? Welcome to Girlfriend It, where Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan of GirlfriendIt.com, a great place to connect and girlfriendify your life. Well, Patty, I love this topic. And, uh, you know, we've had a whirlwind week. Yes, we it's, have. It's taken us to <laughs> Seattle and up in the mountains to Leavenworth, which was absolutely magnificent. And then we came down the mountain and we got on another plane and went to Denver. And here we are back home. And it's, it's been crazy and invigorating and everything in, in one time. Well, we've been privy to a lot of secrets, and uh, we'll we'll reveal. Are you going to tell me some? I, I would like to reveal. Well, a I few. have one on you that I'm going to tell a little bit later uh, that you were. No. I'm going to expose a secret don't, later. Don't do that. <laughs> um, well, later on in the show, after Lisa has her little fun, I guess we have the opportunity to interview a couple of remarkable leaders, Maria Gamp and Kathy Morgan, who are change agents in leadership. And you know what? That is so important because, um, especially as women, you you can't do things like they've always been done. And sometimes that word change is really hard for people to hear and, and really hard for people to do. And so many times it's not necessarily change that's difficult for people. It's the transition of change and how you communicate change. And we've just seen that so many times as we've, if we've talked with women and talked with different groups and just trying to help the, guide them through a, a transition period. It is always difficult. Yeah. And I think that women are really stepping up to the plate. They're realizing how powerful they can be. And they're learning to um, just regenerate and, and reinvent themselves and move forward in such a way that they're, um, they're really be- becoming more innovative mm-hmm. in how they lead and um, how they, they move forward. They're, they're not wanting just to stay with the status quo. Exactly. Well, we had an opportunity, an amazing opportunity to spend time with a bunch of, we say, crazy girlfriends up in Seattle. We went up there and spoke this past weekend, and our whole thing was, I've got your back, talking to women and just dealing with conflict among women. And um, so women really do have each other's back there. They're not competing with each other, but they're completing each other, each one bringing their own giftedness to the table and what they can do. Because I think so many times as women, we beat ourselves up and we feel inadequate and we have nothing to offer. And and so then what we start doing is looking at the other person as our competition instead of going, okay, here's what I have, here's what you have. Let's combine them and complete each other and make our organization, our community, our families, our relationships stronger because of our differences instead of using our differences against each other. Well, and everybody has such um, an amazing quality. If they really pull it out of them, 
amazing things can happen. And that's one of the things we saw this weekend, even with that title, We've Got Your Back. I really do think it um, it just made people already go into it thinking, I'm going to have somebody's back. I'm going to honor others and put others first. And I don't have to be, it's okay to have friendly competition, but I don't always have to compete in every little aspect well, of my life. Well, talking about we've got your back, I, I have to reveal a little bit of secret because you kind of exposed your backside a little bit. I just remember <laughs> we were with this, with this incredible group of women and we were kind of caravanning it. We arrived in Seattle and they said, okay, we have a little, a little ride through the mountains up into Leavenworth. And uh, you know, it was supposed to be like a two and a half, three hour ride. And I think it took us six hours to get there <laughs> because we had some little stops along the way that were really memory making. And that's one of those things you can look at something and you can go, okay, this is going to be a great story and a great memory. And we stopped a couple of times. And then one, I think it was probably the third stop that we stopped to have a photo opportunity because it's all about the pictures, all about the stories. And we had a gal that was an amazing photographer. So we pulled over at this resort, ski resort that was we discovered had been shut down for the season because the snow was melting. And when we got out of the car, you came up to me and you're just like, I have got to go to the bathroom. Potty patty. Oh, potty lots, patty, big lots time. Of fluids. Which is, you normally are not high maintenance in that, that regard. It's generally me with the, with the teeny bladder. But so we, wa- we walked up to the resort and tried to find a bathroom. But like I said, it was closed for the season. So there was not a single door open anywhere. And so there's several of us, and you decided, you're going to go around the corner. I'll just go use a bush over here. Well, the way this resort backs up, you just, you're looking at this resort, and all you see in front of you is this, this mountain with, with some snow left, and the ski, the ski runs, and that's all there is. Like Mount Everest. It was sensational. It was beautiful. It was majestic. So you disappear around the corner, and I just remember standing there with a couple of women. I, we couldn't see where you went. We just knew you disappeared a little bit. But I started looking at the mountain. I'm taking in the scenery, taking in the beauty of it all. And all of a sudden, I see something moving on the mountain. And I realize it's a skier that's climbing, like cross-country skiing, and he's climbing up the mountain. But he gets, he's a little way up, and he turns around. He's kind of looking down this direction, and it dawns on me, you're around the corner <laughs> doing exposed. Yeah, exposed. And so all I could do was just giggle because it was so funny because I could just picture. And apparently he was giggling too. He was giggling too. <laughs> and I could just picture his view from the mountain. It probably wasn't what he expected. And you were, you were back there for a little while. I think you. And uh, finally, when you emerged and came around the corner, we, we said, uh, I just want you to know there was a little skier up there. <laughs> and uh, so we kind of left it off and we continued taking pictures. And then um, we discovered that our, uh, our driver, our van driver, I won't mention any names, Angie, um, had locked the keys in the car. So we had to wait for AAA, and, did our, and we were kind of off the beaten path, too. So it, it took about an hour. Um, and in that meantime, the skier did come down off the mountain. And as we're standing in the parking lot, we just saw the biggest smile on his face as he approached <laughs> us. So we realized he didn't have to say a thing, but all he had to do was give us that look and a smile, and we knew that at my expense, yeah, exactly. you guys had quite a bit of fun with that. Yes. And, and I will say no more to that. But that was an amazing weekend. And um, on that note, we have to say off to Denver we went. And we have been in the last decade, we have gone through Denver more than we can count on our hands, just with conferences and um, speaking engagements there. And every time we walk by, there's a tornado shelter warning sign um, in this one area. And both of us being natives of Arizona, we've never had to really face tornadoes. 
And we don't even think tornado. <laughs> so we always laugh that, okay, in their airport, they have tornado shelter warnings. Well, lo and behold, Monday night, as we were sitting there, all of a sudden, I mean, there's lightning bolts coming down. Or Tuesday night. Was it Tuesday night? Yeah, yes. Huh? We lost time. <laughs> <laughs> and the airport is just lit up with lightning. And you can hear the, the thunder outside. And, you know, in the airports, how it's all windows. And all of a sudden, there's this warning horn that's just riveting through the... It's a sound that you've never heard, but it's a sound that you know is not good. Yes. And um, then, you know, our, the, little, the little man on the PA that's telling you, get away from the windows and please, you know, all passengers move to the tornado shelter area, which, of course, this at this point, we, we just get an adrenaline rush and we get the video camera out and start. Well, you know, what was amazing with that, because at this point we had had a long, exhausting day. I mean, we had nothing left inside of us. No, no energy mentally, physically or whatever. And we were just sitting there and we needed to be writing a, a script for a video that we were supposed to be shooting in a couple of days. And. We were just kind of looked at each other going, I have no creativity left. And we we're just kind of letting that blank stare. Then the, the tornado warnings go off and we see the scurry of people in the airport. And we see, like you said, the security running around, getting everybody into the. So we went into this, the tornado shelter and we stood underneath the sign that we mocked um, that now had become our friend. And we, of course, we had to get out the camera and the video and take pictures of it all. And from that moment on, we were like the Energizer Bunnies because there's nothing like a good tornado warning to really get a rush. Well, and we realized that the tornado um, really represents so many things, and especially in leadership, how when your your world is being you know rocked and things are spinning around you, you have to figure out what your main goal is and what your focus is because you can really get caught up in that scurry. And leadership is the same way. You mm-hmm. can get attacked, and if you get into the the eye of the storm and that calm and you know where your goal is and you know, you know, what is meant to happen, that really helps. And you don't get so caught up in what would you call just the, the chaos that's going mm-hmm. on around you. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know what? So many times we look at those tornado warnings and, and the tornadoes and the storms of life that come and, and we so run from them and, and, and we should. There's a lot of them, you know, they, they are damaging and they're dangerous and there's risk involved. But that's that's leadership. That's that's life. There is always risk. There's always danger. And especially when you want to step out of your comfort zone and do something and go into new territory, which we were in new territory, there is always that chance that um, it's you're, you're going to get beat up or you're going to get, you know, something's going to happen. But yet at the same time, that's what really makes us come alive. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it causes us to rethink and maybe reinvent and reassess and rebuild. Well, I love the quote because you were talking about, you know, you can really get beat up. The quote of a man who wants to lead the orchestra must turn his back on the crowd. And, and that is so true because it's really easy sometimes. We, we all have a tendency to want to be people pleasers. And it's really easy to want to please the crowd rather than keeping your eyes on the goal and going, no, I, I'm not going to listen to the crowd. I'm going to listen to what I have to do to get this accomplished. Well, and not, not allow the crowd and those voices that don't truly understand the big picture to dictate our actions and, um, and maybe set the course and set the direction. But when you really are focused on that orchestra, I love that visual of it because you're focused on the orchestra, you're directing them, they're all in harmony, they all have their different instruments playing, and they all work together and they're not competing, but they create this incredible 
piece, masterpiece. And, you know, we're, being such the musicians that we are, we understand all those the, you know, appropriate words to call it. But you have the, the crowd behind you. And it's, it's just a great picture of leadership that sometimes you do have to turn your back and stay focused on what you believe is the right thing to do. But at the same time, take in wise advice and good counsel. And speaking of that, we got some wise counsel coming up. We do. We have Maria Gamp. And as a former Fortune 500 executive, she's been a trailblazer and has spent more than 20 years in the trenches alongside her corporate partners. Um, She's been directing and managing successful businesses, each organization valued in excess of $100 million. So stay tuned. We are excited to have Maria Gamp. This is Girlfriend on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriended Radio right after these. Critical thinking in the real world. What does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical thinking in the real world with Janet Hens. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Togginet. Starting November 4th, Janet Hens is a college instructor, speaker, writer, wife, and mother of three young children. She also has her Master's of Arts in writing from Johns Hopkins University. Janet began her career working for a congressman on Capitol Hill, then moved over to lobbying when he retired. It was through these jobs that she learned about the power of grassroots initiatives, media relations, and public speaking. And then she honed these skills when she became a college instructor. Today, she artfully balances work with full-time motherhood. In the show, Critical Thinking in the Real World, Janet will discuss hot topics and the critical thinking necessary to assess them. Her passion for education impacts her daily life, and she'll share that in every show. Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hens, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central, starting November 4th on toginet.com. Our children's education is under threat from budget cuts. Music and art classes, bus routes, sports, extracurricular activities, books, foreign language programs, and even crossing guards are on the cutting block. And the teacher layoffs could mean perhaps as many as 35 or 40 students per classroom. Fortunately, the Education Jobs Fund Amendment has been added to the pending jobs bill in Congress. The Education Jobs Fund will help schools avoid such drastic cuts. Take action now, because next week may be too late. Visit educationvotes.nea.org and email your congressional representative. Tell them to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Go to educationvotes.nea.org. That's educationvotes.nea.org. Get involved in the future of our children's education. Go online to educationvotes.nea.org and tell your congressional representative to pass the Education Jobs Fund. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Uh, Okay, we have Maria Gamp, and we are so excited, and it's such an honor to have her. And Maria, you have more credentials than we have time to even list. I think I ran out of breath just even leading into this. 
But you've worked with companies um, at various capacities, including Macy's, Jeffrey Bean, Liz Claiborne, Polo, Ralph Lauren, um, in roles such as designer, product manager, director, but all over. I mean, in England and Australia, Asia, Europe. And we just are so impressed, like I said, with just all your credentials. And we're here to talk about this new revolution and evolution in business today. Can you explain a bit about where we are right now that has created this need for a massive shift in business? Yeah, absolutely. And I, first, I just want to thank you both for having me on the show. I'm really looking forward to this. So, so I'll just jump right in. <laughs> we, are, we are excited, and, and because there's so much, we are actually talking faster than normal because we know you have so many secrets to share with us. Don't worry. I'm a New Yorker. I can, I can keep this pace. <laughs> okay, so basically what's happened is, and, uh, is that over the past two and a half years, we've really watched business completely, <laughs> completely crumble, and all the rules that we thought we were playing by no longer exist. Every bit of security that we've ever had is gone, and we have created uh, this paradigm shift um, in business in particular right now, and, that, and that's my area of focus, but it is across many different layers and levels uh, of our culture. Where we are is a need to completely reinvent how we are being in business, how we are behaving, what we are looking at, what we truly value. And it's really important because a lot of the old values or the compromised values and belief systems are what actually caused our financial and insurance and all kinds of industries to crumble. So it's it's a fabulous thing. Leaders and particularly women, actually, so I love being on the girlfriend, net, the girlfriend at network here, um, women are actually really being called into leadership um, roles to make a difference. And I want to define what that actually means. John Quincy Adams' quote, which I love, really defines what a leader is. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. So that's mom. Right? That's moms. That's people who work in communities. That's people who work in corporations, entrepreneurs. That really means anyone can be a leader. It's just a matter of how you choose to wield that your leadership power. I love that. And, you know, so many times people think that they're leaders, and yet they're squelching and wounded people, wounding people as they walk into a room. <laughs> and being so yeah. micromanaging of people that don't allow people to, to spread their wings and fly. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, see, that's the thing is if that's your belief system, that you're threatened all the time, that you believe that somebody can take something from you, that there's not enough, then that's what you're actually teaching the people around you. We teach each other how we want to behave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how we want to, I'm sorry, we teach people how we want to be treated by yes. how we behave and pro- how we project ourselves. Well, and the more successful we help others become, the more successful you will become. And so many times, like you said, people don't do that because they fear that this person will become more successful than them and take their job because security is a big thing right now. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, the beauty of what has just transpired in business is that people are – you, you do have people who are still scared. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say they're not. But you actually have people starting to band together and saying, you know, this is not about me anymore. You know, and people who lead from this me only and what you can you do for me today to fill my pocket is going away. And people are banding together and saying, I'm going to take care of the person next to me. I'm going to yeah. take care of my neighbor. I'm going to take care of 
you know, um, that gal who's really struggling because you know what? It's hard for everybody. It's hard for everybody. That is such a great point, Maria, because so many times, and, and we just noticed that even this weekend, like we said, we just came off of a conference where the theme was, we've got your back. When people start realizing I'm going to have their back and we start creating in, in the workforce these successful teams, then incredible things can happen. It's not just one individual. And they just did a stu- study at, at Harvard um, sh- sharing that, how when you have one person, so many times that they'll, they'll hire that one person because they were the leader of that particular team, they'll take them and put them in another, you know, somewhere else in, in a corporate world. And they, they're not as successful. It was that team together that was making things happen. It wasn't the individual. And I think even corporations are seeing that. Yeah, the, the dynamic of a team is merely actually a reflection of the person who's leading them, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. And, uh, you know, people actually, you know, we're not here to be by ourselves. Let's face it. Okay, this is just psychology 101. We're not really here to be by ourselves. We like to engage with other people. We like to interact. But you can't create that team, that powerful team that actually gets results, okay, without breaking down a lot of the, uh, a lot of the leader's ego. And when they break that down, then they can actually create a team that functions, one that can collaborate, one that can cooperate, one that could actually bring creativity and innovation into the world. Because as anybody knows, the way to move business forward is innovation right now. Like we're looking at a lot of new businesses coming into being, a lot of new products and services being offered by existing companies that are established in the market. But without that creativity and innovation, business stops. And if you've got a team that's terrified to say, well, what about this idea, you know, it's for fear that they're going to be judged, none of those good ideas come to the surface. They just hide them, and people are unhappy and resentful, and they don't want to be part of that team, you know? Exactly. And, you know, earlier in the show we were talking about tornadoes that we, you know, physically experience one, but just tornadoes in the marketplace like you're talking about, we've had some tornadoes hit, some storms hit, and it has caused us to do some rebuilding, and it has destroyed destroyed some things, but not all of it has been bad. It's maybe just, you know, it's destroyed some of the destructive behaviors that we have, um, you know, held on to so tightly that have not been productive. And, and now we have a chance to, like you said, innovate and rebuild and, and be stronger as a result and really see the value of people and teams and working together. And, and what does that look like? You know, healthy teams and just reemerging stronger. Mm-hmm. Really the desire to, to make this course correction, because that's really what we've gone through. Like you said, it's not all bad. Actually, it's brought to the forefront a lot of really good things. But, this, but in order for us to move past this, we have to get past our fear. It's fear that actually paralyzes people. I, actually, I just got off the phone with one of my clients who's an executive in a major company, and she's like, I want to launch this initiative, but I'm terrified. And it's a matter of getting past that fear. And there's a syndrome that I call um, the farce syndrome that actually derails and distracts people from creating any kind of new business or any kind of opportunities. And the F in farce stands for fear. That's the first thing. Wow. Well, um, I know you've mentioned that women often have life skills and the natural abilities uh, that are useful in business. What do, what do you mean by that when you say that we already have the, the natural abilities? Well, I think with women, what's really interesting is we're better negotiators than men. 
yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, we're also multitaskers, and we also believe in building relationships. And the key mm-hmm. to business right now is building relationships. I cannot stress that enough. People want to engage with people. They Again, it goes back to basic selling principles, but it's true in building teams. They like, they know, and they trust. You know? Well, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's been a paradigm, paradigm shift in just getting the task done and now it's more about relationships? People want to know you're human. That's number one. They want to know that you're absolutely human. Number two, they, they want to know that you're, you're in it with them, that you're not just a number on a spreadsheet. And listen, I've worked, as you can see, you know, from my, from my background, I've worked at a lot of really big companies. But I'll tell you what, the guy, and I worked in the fashion industry, the guy who sold me buttons, okay, this sounds like so minimal, he sold me buttons for 23 years because we had a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I wanted to know that if something went wrong, that he would honor our relationship and he would show up. I wasn't just an order. And when he spent time with me, I asked him, how is your family? We had a Mm -hmm. relationship. We weren't bus buddies or anything like that, but there was a relationship and there was a humanness to it. That is is such a great point because Patty and I are both very relationship. I mean, the the relationships and the people matter, and that really is our top priority. And you find so much, if you uh, you said before in things, if you treat people a certain way, they will treat you that way back. Mm-hmm. And, and it is about the relationships and building trust and, and getting past that you're just a, a product and you're just a number and you're a means to my end, but you are that human factor. You're another human being and relating on that level as well, everybody wins. I, I think you said it perfectly. It's about building trust. It's about building trust. And honestly, in business, this is where we are all starting again. We have, we've all experienced a quote-unquote betrayal, right? <laughs> and now we have to start rebuilding trust. And what are the rules now? Like, what are the rules? Am I going to do business with somebody who is out of integrity? Mm-hmm. Am I going to do business with somebody who doesn't care about their people or who doesn't contribute to a community? It's very important to some people. And mm-hmm. people are actually making decisions about those relationships based on a corporation or an individual business owner's um, values of what's important to them and how they interact with other people. It's amazing. It's fascinating. I love this stuff. Okay. We only have um, about one more minute, Maria. And I I love what you're saying because we we were talking with Barry Judge even from Best Buy. And this is one of the um, main topics that we were talking about is even Best Buy that's pushing a product they're even saying we have to have a relationship with the consumer. They have to know that we're going to be there for him, or for them and get those loyal customers that are going to keep coming back. And I think that is such a huge tip for, for women out there that are starting their own businesses. Once they create those relationships, they're going to get those loyal customers just because they feel that you're helping them out. You're not just pushing products. Absolutely. That, the no true words could be said. Absolutely. Well, we are, we want to keep talking, and then we come up into the next segment because there's all sorts of questions that you've evoked just from some of these statements and the relationship piece, which for women we understand that part, and just taking that even to the next the next step. What does that look like? And and can women, even though you may not be the top you know person in the company, how can you still have an impact and still lead within those parameters? So stay with us. We'll be talking more. 
This is Girlfriended on Togginet. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on Girlfriended.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend it. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend it Radio right after these. Are you going through a crisis? Do you have a tough question you want an answer to? This is your show. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Brilliant Essence speaks to the empowerment of women to find their highest power. Your host, Astrid Stromberg, channels answers to the toughest questions women ask of themselves. Issues ranging from divorce to gifted children to am I safe to fly to where's my soulmate, your life's mission, your lucky streak, and your highest self all come to life with Brilliant Essence. Astrid specializes in spirit communication and spirit life empowerment. She is the founder of Brilliant Essence and contributor to the book Living Our Soul Map. Unleashing the Warrior Goddess Within. For more information on Astrid and Brilliant Essence, go to BrilliantEssence.com. Giving you the power to be. It's Brilliant Essence with Astrid Stromberg. Monday afternoons at 6, 5 Central, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet.com. Get a jump on what your preschool kids need to know with Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten from Stacy Cannonberg. A mom told me this is the book I've been looking for. This book gives me all the information I need about what my kids need to know. And a private school admissions director said this is exactly what we test on. Google it, get it, and get ahead. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten. Applauded and approved by parents and educators. Let's Get Ready for Kindergarten is a state-approved teaching tool. On sale now, in stores, or online at cedarvalleypublishing.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio. A chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on Toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. Okay, we've been having a great morning talking with Maria Gamp. And um, some of the secrets that we walked away with, with just on the last segment is that... People want to know that they're this human that they're a human being that counts, and they're not just a number on a spreadsheet. Uh, they want to just know that you honor them and honor the relationship. It's not just about pushing a product. And Maria, we just wanted to talk to you a little bit about there's so many single mothers that are um, having to become entrepreneurs and starting their own businesses, as well as just um, women that are going back because their husbands have lost their jobs and. And through this, there's a little bit of a tornado taking place in their in their own lives, and they're having to deal with you know running the family kind of at home with kids, as well as going into um, figuring out how to be innovative and how to go forward and and get a revenue stream coming in. What would be some tips, and and why do you think that they have a chance going out there? I think they have a chance because the marketplace is almost like a blank slate. It almost, I realize that for some people, it looks like there's a lot of things going on and there's a lot of static interference, but there's not. Okay, it's a clean slate. People are looking for that next thing, that next idea, that next evolution, creativity. Now, what I want people to understand is, and I come from many years of product development as a product development specialist and branding specialist, is that a little tweak to something that already works could be revolutionary. You know, it's sort mm. of like those clip-ons to the, um, you know, to the, you know, those Crocs, those Croc sandals. Yeah. You know those little clip-on things. Yep. I mean, those were like barrettes. Those were some kids' barrettes. 
you know, that actually made that happen, that idea. And it's a multi-million dollar idea. There are opportunities everywhere. And if you kind of take this stance that you're basically going on this new adventure, okay, you're actually being pushed out into the universe on this new adventure and treat it that way rather than, you know, being so scared. Okay, any adventure is going to be a little, you know, tweak you up a little bit. But if you look at it as an adventure, as a look at it as a way for a new beginning and a reinvent for you and your family, and that while you may not be able to be at home with your children, you're probably giving them some self-esteem lessons by you doing what you're doing and the sharing, the importance of sharing responsibility in a family and how important it is for kids to learn that. So there are a lot of great lessons uh, that are coming from this. And I think that... um, there are amazing opportunities out there. What I want to stress to people in this situation is this. Here's the beauty of what you're doing. By you going out and helping a business or creating a business, you are actually creating jobs and opportunities for other people. Mm-hmm. It's powerful when you think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, you just made so many good points just in that little synopsis. But um, so many times I think as women – we feel like unless we have a certain title or certain experience um, or certain you know status that we cannot be um, influencers and innovators. And like you said, it's, it's these simple little tweaks to something that already exists that can be revolutionary. And I think it just empowering women to go, you know what, you can make a difference. You can be a woman of influence no matter where you are. And it, and it is a mindset of looking at it as a new adventure and new opportunities um, that are right before us. Well, mm-hmm. and I have to tell you, um, because since I already showed you how intelligent I was by talking about Harvard studies, I'll tell you how privileged <laughs> I am. I was very impressed when you mentioned Harvard. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the real me um, is that I just think whoever came up with the necklaces that now they have like the flowers and they're, you know, kind of like that pearly um, fabric flower look. That it's you're you're literally wearing an entire lay almost your necklace, mm. and it's like who who came up with that and made it so trendy and so cute that you're seeing it everywhere. And it's like you said, you just added on a barrette to a crock, you added on a flower to a necklace, and you made it chic and hot and really cool to wear. So I, it's, yeah, and I'm I'm telling you, like in my professional life, when I've made like a small change to something, it brought in millions of dollars into a company. It's crazy. Okay, you have to share your your story with us a little bit on on why you are where you are right now. <laughs> well, I spent, as I said, I spent twenty um, more than twenty years in corporate America, and I came from the fashion industry, and I did it because I wanted the allure of travel. I'm just a gypsy at heart. Like my passport's <laughs> my best accessory, and I love to travel. And I thought, well, political science, um, political science, where I get to change the world and travel, or um, being go in the fashion industry where I get a little glamour of some great shoes and I get to see the world and change the world in a different way. And I chose we that like direction. <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was um, along the way, I just worked myself into, you know, almost into an early grave at one point and actually almost had a complete physical breakdown. I was just so sick and, and tired. I mean, literally sick and physically exhausted. And um, I just finally realized that I loved the people that I worked with. The last job where I retired from, I loved my team. I, I, I get emotional just talking about them. I loved my team 
the person I reported to, I adored. She's the best mentor I ever had, okay? It was the best experience, but I was sitting on my desk one day after something had happened, and I, I closed the door, and I was crying. I'm like, am I really a good leader? How can I help these people? How can I make this better? And I resolved that situation that was going on pretty easily. But, you know, HR's, HR's um, response to me when I asked for help and how to be a better leader was to send me to a $59, you know, training seminar in New Jersey and, and taught by people who have never led people or had to deal with the kind of global scope that I was dealing with. I was like, I'm yeah. not doing that. Mm-hmm. So I finally just, you know, went back to my office, sat back on my desk because that was what I always did, looked out over the Empire State Building and thought, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I can't do this anymore. And I've learned enough to be able to mentor young women entrepreneurs and executives on how to be really influential, aspirational, and powerful leaders in the world more than I can do it here with just these people in the confines of this space. So I left, I jumped, and I started my own business. And I have to tell you, I love working with the people I work with and the amount of change and um, innovation that they bring into the world. And, and it's just amazing but really what I work with them on is getting over their fear to move forward and to break down the barriers that stop them from moving forward. Well, and you know what? You talk about the fear. It's like you said, you were, you know, kind of reassessing and reanalyzing and going, is this really what I want to do over here? And you left something that was, I, I assume, secure and comfortable to, to step out into something that was unknown, but yet you were drawn to. And, and there is so much fear involved in that. Can you address that for women? Because I think so many times we get stuck in ruts. And they're very secure, comfortable ruts, but yet in our heart we go, this is not what I'm passionate about. And, yeah. and it's hard to take that first step. How, what would you advise women on? The, the thing is to understand that the fear is natural. You are a human being, and <laughs> the fear is actually quite natural. But when it paralyzes you, then it's a problem. Right. Um, I think that you have to realize that if you're called to jump, that's what I call it, if you're called to jump, there's something inside your spirit that's telling you you need to do this. Most people will not make this jump because they don't have it in them to overcome their fear. This is why I call my, my gals, my men and my women um, who do this kind of work, who, who blaze new trails, I call them change agents because yep. they're not the normal person. You know, they're mm-hmm. not. They are the person who's going to follow their heart and their passion and do whatever it takes. And you've got to go into it with, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this work. Because if you don't, <laughs> you're not going to get very far. Absolutely. Well, you, you talk in your book, which um, our listeners can go on girlfriendit.com and find out a little bit more about your book. But you talk about a cycle of transformational leadership in, the, in yeah. your book. And could you share a little bit about those basic concepts behind this cycle? Absolutely. This is, you know, when I figured this out, I literally woke up and leapt out of bed and was like, wait a minute. If I can show people what happens in a transformation, if I can show people the steps, it'll make them feel so much better because they'll know what's coming. You know, it's sort of like, it's almost like when you, when you lose your job and, and you're like, well, what do I do now? And what's supposed to happen? There's actually a cycle that we all go through. You know, it's almost like some people go through a mourning period and all of that, you know, if they lose a parent or whatever. It's the same thing with a job. It's the same thing with a career. And you know what? It all runs parallel into your personal life. So whatever you're experiencing in your personal life, you're probably experiencing business, although the players are just different. 
So what I did was I set up this, um, this model based on the four seasons that explained, like, when you're in the fall period, you're in, you're in a phase called the reveal, which is where we've been for the past couple of years. What's happened? You have to take stock. You, know, you have to assess what you gained, what you lost, all of that stuff. And within each season, there's also a lesson to be, you know, that's the lesson. But there's also um, sort of like the shadow side of it, which is you can fall into guilt and resentment and all of that stuff and hopelessness, especially in that season when you start to look at what, what really didn't work so well. Uh-huh. And then you move into the next season, which is the evaluation period, which is winter. And if you think of it as a hibernation cycle where you're actually just kind of um, evaluating what you want to take forward. And it goes all the way around all the seasons and what the lesson is, what the pitfall could be, and what the antidote would be if you're in that phase or you're dealing with people in an organization, how to move them through it. And they're simple. It's really, really simple. This isn't rocket science. This isn't, you know, take everybody out to a retreat and make them fall backwards. It's, you know, simple things like laughter. It's simple things like getting them motivated to see their possibilities. And when you learn these tools, you can cycle through the system a lot quicker because you know what's coming and you know what you need to do. Well, and those are, those are powerful tools because I think so many times we just kind of go through the survival of daily living and instead of thriving, you know, we just kind of get into that surviving mode and, you know, we, we take the time to plan for a vacation or plan what we're going to do with our summer, but we're not taking the time to do exactly what you just said. Look at those seasons in your life and really evaluate what you, you know, where you're going, how you're going to move forward, what you can take with you and what you need to get rid of. And I think the older we get, the more we hang on to and we, we don't delete. <laughs> you have to. It's almost like you have to tip the glass out in order to be able to refill it. That's a great visual. Well, we only have a few seconds left. And Maria, we can't even thank you enough for coming on and just sharing some great insights and tips. And I know that our listeners can find you by going to girlfriendit.com. And I think you have a gift for everyone that's um, listening today. And can you tell us a little bit about that, how they can pick it up? They can pick it up by going to, it's actually um, a three-part audio um, video series, um, and it really talks about the adventure of being an entrepreneur, and it's pretty funny. They can pick it up on www.mariagam.com forward slash juicymorsel.html, and I'm sure you'll put put the link. on our site. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, and we'll be talking with you again, I'm sure. This is Girlfriend it on Toginap. Don't forget to tell your friends to check it out on GirlfriendIt.com. It's time to discover it, connect it, propel it, Girlfriend It. And we'll be right back with more Girlfriend It Radio right after these. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap. And the frugalitarian is here to show you how. 
Jody Olson is the Frugalitarian on Toginet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays. This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style, bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the Frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly. Showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing. I'm speaking from experience. I live on a beautiful farm where I take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low rent. For more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not, go to thefrugalitarian.com. Join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with Jody Olson. It's The Frugalitarian, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Celebrate Green is coming to Toginet, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th. The mother-daughter team of Lynn and Corey will have you going green and loving it in no time at all. As heard on Martha Stewart and Disney Radio and seen blogging for HGTV, Lynn Colwell and Corey Colwell-Lipsum are unapologetic evangelists for greening every aspect of life, especially holidays and celebrations. Based on their book, Celebrate Green, they're putting the meaning in the green with their simple, fun, eco-friendly, affordable ideas. From their start with green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information, the newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon Central Time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Girlfriended Radio, a chance for you to let your hair down, curl up with a mug of whatever you love, and have some nice girl talk. It's Girlfriended, the radio show on toginet.com. And now back to the show with your hosts, Patty and Lisa. All right, we have Kathy Morgan, a fierce leader in ministry. She is a worship director at a mega church, Bethany Bible Church, as well as leading a Bible study group to hundreds of women. But she does not stop there. She has a huge passion for rallying women to do the remarkable. Kathy goes into prison weekly with a ministry called Alongside Ministries to encourage, support, and cheer women on, those behind bars, both physically and spiritually. She is actually a huge hero of mine because she happens to be my sister, and she also pays me really well to give an intro like that. So. She must. She must, because you you just rattled that off really quick. Hey, Cap, I want to get a word in and tell you that I think you're amazing, too. I'll pay you later, too, okay? Okay, good. <laughs> well, she happens to be a fabulous friend of ours, and we are Wait. so excited. Yes, did I, I get have a I have to interrupt here because I listened to the beginning of the program and um, uh, the whole where Patty has to find a bush, potty yeah. patty, and I just want to go on record. I could tell you some great stories, but um, I'm afraid she has too many similar stories. You have too many similar stories about me because we're sisters. So Exactly, exactly. It's not the time to share those stories. <laughs> you, you totally have blackmail on her and she on you. And I and I know some of those secrets and it's very fun to be in the middle of, of that. 
I think I would win, though, on some of those stories. No. <laughs> well, Kath, it's just um, it's so fun to have you on because you and Lisa and I have shared so many times just sitting over coffee or lunch or uh-huh. actually any kind of food that you put in front of us. Um, we happen to, to talk about leadership. It, it seems like that topic always comes up. And I've been able to witness um, just how you lead, and I've learned so much from you. I this is without you even paying me, by the way, <laughs> just how valuable you are and um, what a mentor you are to me and what I've been able to, to see and, and have you share. But um, recently... Well, it goes back to that wise counsel just surrounding and And we're not, you know, I have to say that you are wise, okay? And you didn't have to pay me for that. But you do have wise counsel. And we do appreciate you. And that's what uh-huh. it's important for women, I think, too, is to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people that can really speak into your life who know you well, even when you expose yourself in bushes, that know you that well and speak it to your life. <laughs> well, recently, um, actually a little while ago, we were invited to, um, for just consulting purposes, uh, with a team that wanted us to come share a little bit about leadership. And what was interesting as we were sharing with this team, we actually saw one of the gals just kind of go through a meltdown and... She got upset by some some things that were taking place, and the the leader and that particular team kind of removed her from that setting, and she was gone for about 10 minutes. And when I looked up and I saw her walking back in, she had her arm around the gal, and the gal- They sat back down. They sat back down, but what was interesting, the gal was crying. When she sat her back down, she pulled the chair up right next to her. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's just that that body language and those simple little things that you see leaders. And those are the secrets that you really leaders don't talk about sometimes. And I know I, I've seen you do the same thing, Kathy. Can you add why is that so significant on just kind sure. of bringing that chair along and having him sit down right next to you? Sure. Well, it's, it's good to know your team, what makes them tick, how hard you can, you can push them. Uh, I know on my music uh, with my musicians... Um, I have some musicians, it, they kind of remind me of Alvin from the Chipmunks. You, can, you just really have to almost uh, yell out their name, and then they kind of grin because they don't phase at it, and then they stop. But then you have other people who maybe need a little more um, private attention. They need that one-on-one time. You need to know your team well enough so that, so that you see those little things when they're starting to brew and build up and, and maybe uh, pull them aside. But... Um, I, I know I try to make uh, people on my team feel like they're important. And, um, for example, when I, uh, I'm rehearsing one team on a, any given Sunday morning and then I slip out of there and I slip into another building and I, they're already going with their music and I, I just uh, make a point of going around and as they're playing, I make eye contact with them and just say a simple good morning and use their name and then I slip into my place and... Uh, I just want everybody to know that they're important. Um, my goal isn't a perfect music set as as much as it is, as it is making sure that everyone is is just playing well in the sandbox together. Mm-hmm. Um, the people equation is is everything. It's it is all about the relationships and just letting everybody know that. Um, that they count. I loved your illustration at the top of the hour where you said you have a uh, uh, conductor and they turn their back to the crowd. And one thing that that conductor is doing, because that's what I do, 
is um, I am conducting along, and you look out at your musician, and with that eye contact, you let him know that, uh, that they're important. And I don't mean to be uh, overemphasizing eye contact. My point is they just have to know that they're, that they, uh, that they're valuable and, and, uh, and to communicate that. So well, it's those I, little I, things. I, I love that, Kath, about the eye contact. And I know one thing we learned from mom is the power in your name that everybody wants to hear their name. I mean, it, you want to be a part of something where you walk in and everybody knows your name. And so for right. you to not only do the con- the eye contact, but to go through and say the individual's name, I, I, I think that's a huge secret. People don't really get that. And, you know, it's amazing. It seems like as you get older, you give less and less eye contact. And I don't know if it's because people are trying to hide behind something, but I realize that... Um, People have a tendency to not lock eyes. Well, somebody made an, an interesting observation. Um, they said that even as we get older and m- more mature, that sometimes <laughs> you notice women have a harder time giving eye, eye contact than, than younger ones. And, and they kind of said, you know, maybe because as women we have more life experience, we, we have more things that maybe we're not real proud of or things have happened to us over the years. And so it's harder for us to give eye contact where when you're younger, you don't have as much life experience or things that you regret. And so I think that's a huge part, even in our self-esteem. And when somebody to come along and go, it doesn't matter what we're in this situation, keeping it current and giving that eye contact and validating mm-hmm. them in that moment, I think is so powerful. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I would agree with that. Well, and you know, I think like what you're saying, like getting to know your team really well, that takes time and that takes effort. And it's so many um, companies or even team leaders don't take that time to really invest, to get to know them as a, as a person. That's what Maria was talking about earlier, getting to know them as a person rather than just a means to your end. And mm-hmm. I think when people see that you really do like them, separate than what their role is within your company, that, that just builds huge trust. And I know. And the busier you are, the harder it is to take that time. But if you, if you take that time in it, and really if you do it at the beginning of maybe a problem or situation, like I'm sure this gal, that Patty, that you were talking about, she's poured time into this young lady. And I know I've, I've had to do that, just taking them out for a cup of coffee and just saying the hard things that need to say. But you're breathing life and, and love and care into them. And when they know that you care about them, they're willing to go further with you uh, than otherwise. So, okay, let's time. say that well, let's say that you've poured into this person and all of a sudden you've reached a, a time or a season where they are kind of going through their their temper tantrums and you now maybe even want to remove them from the team because they they're not hitting it. They're not hitting the mark. And and I know, you know, you're so you're so good with what well, is your bottom have line? behaviors that's affecting the whole team that Right. You don't see that changing. So, so what, what do you do in those situations, all wise one? <laughs> well, that is a very good question because it does happen from time to time. Um, and this is assuming you've already taken some time to come alongside and fix whatever toxic problem that is, is happening, which, by the way, the whole team sees it. Nobody might be saying anything, but the whole team. And that's is a watching. really great point because we think nobody else notices, but they're just—they're not talking about it, but they exactly. see it. Exactly, and and when they see that uh, no one is above uh, that, it, you're calling them on the carpet on something. There is there is there's boundaries in that. There's safety. 
there's a safety net in that, and um, they can trust you. But um, let's say it's come to the point in time when this person has has to be removed, which I've I've had that happen from time to time. Um, I never embarrass anyone publicly. It's something that happens uh, one-on-one, but you say the difficult uh, things that have to be said. You say that 10% that nobody really wants to say, and and you just spell it out in in plain English, and it's hard. Uh, It's hard for them to hear it. Sometimes there's hurt feelings. You try to say the good things first, and then you let them know, here's the bottom line, but you do give them uh, the bottom line. If you don't, as sometimes I think we don't want to hurt, we want to be nice, and so we kind of couch it so much that they don't really get the point. And what we've done then is we've just pushed the problem away until a later conversation, and we've actually made it worse. And, And now we lose a little of the trust factor. Um, my my bottom line is just keep everything above board on top of the table. I know that's how I want to be treated, and and it's loving and it's respectful to to treat people that way. It's the most loving thing um, to say that hard stuff. So and and you know what I think that is like the the biggest secret right there because some we we call them happy sandwiches. Because basically what you're doing when you finally have to talk to that person and you just keep giving them the warm fuzzies because you think that, like you said, that's really not love. Just it's keep just, layering all the nice little ingredients. <laughs> and then they, you know, there have been times in, in our situations where they, they'll they actually call back or email back and go, what what exactly are you asking of me? Like, exactly. you know, at the time when you're going to demote them, they feel like they just had a promotion. Exactly. Exactly. You have to and look at it as you're loving them more by giving them the hard call because that, mm-hmm. otherwise we all want to be the best me we can be. I do. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all about me. <laughs> so well, if and, I'm going to be the best me, I want you to give me the hard call. Exactly. Because really to, to just go ahead and put somebody in a, a position or a role that you can see that they're not going to be successful at, um, that, that, that's not good for anybody, for the team, for them and uh, just hamstrings what, you, what you're trying to do. So they might not like, I mean, that's leadership. It's a series of difficult conversations. And once you realize that's just part of being a leader uh, and you can gain the respect of your team uh, when they know, hey, if, if I go to Cass, I know she's going to give it to me straight and square, they'll go with you anywhere um, because they know that they don't have to wonder what, what, what is she not really saying. Yes, and we love that, Kathy. Thank you so much for being a part of our show and giving Mm -hmm. us those remarkable secrets so we can go out and do remarkable things. So thanks, Kathy. Love you, girl. Uh Love you, too. Bye. Thank you for being a part of this special program, Girlfriended, the show dedicated to the most important woman you know, yourself. It's the show to...